the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, the rejection of the nation of Israel of Jesus is a theme that recurs throughout the first ten chapters of the Gospel of John. And here, in keeping with that theme, uh, we have yet another confrontation between Jesus and the Jewish religious leaders. Those leaders uh, simply refuse to accept who Jesus Christ was, who he said he was, and who he actually was. Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse, a ministry outreach of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely. I'm Mike Trout. You can find out more about us by going to the website studyversebyverse.com. If you've missed any of our past broadcasts, that's the best place to go to uh, listen and get caught up. Studyversebyverse.com. Here's Pastor Layton in the 10th chapter of the book of John at the 22nd verse. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. And so the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you're the Christ, tell us plainly. Now you note that it was around the time of the Feast of Dedication And uh, scholars believe that there was about a two-month gap between verse 21 and verse 22. Scholars, they don't agree on whether or not Jesus was in Jerusalem at that time or Jesus had left. Because usually when Jesus left, there would be a phrase like he'd gone up to Jerusalem. And that phrase is not found here. So we're not sure of where Jesus was during that two months. Now the Feast of Dedication is better known to us as Hanukkah. Or the Feast of Lights, because lamps and candles are lit in Jewish homes as part of the celebration. The Hanukkah is not one of the Old Testament feasts, but it was introduced about a century and a half before Jesus' life and ministry here on this earth. And what it did is it commemorated a victory over the Syrian king named Antiochus Epiphanes. Now, Antiochus Epiphanes was a Greek devotee, and uh, he loved Greek culture, and he wanted to impose Greek culture on everybody. It's called Hellenization. And when he captured Jerusalem, he desecrated the temple by sacrificing a pig on the altar. He set it up as a pagan altar. He erected a statue of Zeus in the holy place. He attempted to stamp out Judaism. Uh, He made it against the law to uh, celebrate the Sabbath, uh, to read the scriptures. In fact, scriptures were burned. If they were found, he made it illegal for a mother to have their Jewish son circumcised. In fact, if a mother was found guilty of that, she would be executed. And uh, Antiochus is believed by many historians to be the first pagan king that persecuted the Jews for their religion. Now, the Jews rose up in revolt, led by a priest named Mattathias, who had a couple of sons. One of the sons was a very famous Judas Maccabeus. 
And Judas Maccabeus was a brilliant military leader. And in three years of guerrilla warfare, led the nation into uh, freedom. Uh, they retook Jerusalem. They retook the temple. And they, on the 25th of Kislev, which is the Jewish month of the year, they liberated the temple, they rededicated it, and they established the Feast of Dedication. Now, it's against this backdrop of Hanukkah that John brings us to the last and final act of Jesus offering to the religious leaders and to the nation salvation. It was the last great deliverance that the people of Israel had experienced where God had come in and given them the opportunity to restore worship in the temple, of worship with God. And that's really what Jesus came to do, is to give us the opportunity to have a time to worship, a temple, a time to worship with God. Now, it mentions here that this is, takes place in the winter. And uh, you know that Hanukkah is usually celebrated around the time that Christians celebrate Christmas, uh, which is the winter. And it was also the season of cold and rain in Palestine. And it tells us here that Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. Now, the portico of Solomon had a roof over it. it was, the roof was held up by uh, colonnades. And it protected people there from the elements. And so it was a place that people would gather, particularly in times of inclement weather. And it was sometimes a place where rabbis taught, although in this case it doesn't tell us that Jesus was teaching uh, at this particular event. In fact, all it says is that he was walking in the temple. He was walking in this particular place. And as he walked, the Jews, they hemmed him in. Now the word there means to surround or to encircle. They gathered around him in such a fashion that they weren't going to let him go until he had given them the answer to their question. And the question was, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you're the Christ, tell us plainly. So the basic question here is whether Jesus is or is not the Messiah, the Savior. Now, given the fact that they'd already seen and heard Jesus for three years... And the amount of evidence that Jesus had provided and their hostility towards Jesus, we have good reason to question their motive. In fact, it really was just another effort to, an attempt to trap Jesus with the view of getting him to say something that they could use against him. You see, he was a threat to their power and their prestige, and they were desperately looking for some way that they could discredit him and dispose of him. They were unsettled by the signs, the miracles that he performed. And they were tired of the divisions that he caused, even amongst the leadership. And they were fearful that the people might gather behind him and, and revolt against Rome, and Rome would come down and they would lose their positions of privilege and power that they had negotiated with Rome. They were angered by his continuous exposure and rebuke of their hypocrisy. And they were outraged by his audacity to claim to be God. And so they said, why don't you speak plainly? The word there means publicly. And their goal was to have a pretext for arresting him. You know, people who reject Jesus today have similar reasons and excuses. They have designed their life with certain comforts and certain conveniences, certain power, prestige, and privileges. And Jesus endangers their plans for their life. Verse 25, Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me, but you do not believe because you are not among my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, 
and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. And the Jews picked up stones again to stone him. Jesus had already told him who he was, spent the last three years doing so. And Jesus declares twice, you do not believe. And see, the problem wasn't a lack of information. Uh, the problem was a lack of repentance and faith. They loved darkness rather than light. As, John, as, as Jesus said in John chapter 3. Now it's interesting here that this portion of scripture alludes to um, a couple of uh, themes that we find woven throughout scripture. Uh, it, it talks about human responsibility and it also talks about divine sovereignty. Now from a, a perspective of human responsibilities, uh, human responsibility, the Jewish people did not believe because they had deliberately rejected the truth. But from a standpoint of divine sovereignty, they didn't believe because they were not the Lord's sheep. They were not the sheep the Father had given to the Son. And so in this passage, we see both of these themes. And uh, people oftentimes have a question about this. If God is sovereign, how can we have a free will? Or if we have a free will, how can God be sovereign? And, and over 2,000 years, brilliant minds have tried to describe and harmonize these two themes that are very clearly both taught in Scripture with varying degrees of success. But the fact of the matter is, is it's too difficult for our human minds to understand it's not an either-or proposition, according to the Scripture. God is sovereign, and people have a free will and are held responsible for the decisions and the actions that they make based on that free will. Let me give you an example. Um, Jesus said something about Judas in Luke twenty-two, twenty-two. He said, The Son of Man is going to be betrayed just as it has been determined. Okay, determined by who? By God, Right? According to God's plan. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And so even though that betrayal was in the sovereign plan of God, yet Judas was held fully responsible for his decision to betray Jesus. Now Jesus repeats something that he said in his sermon on the Good Shepherd. He says, my, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Now we might have expected to hear him say, and they know me, but... The emphasis of what Jesus is saying here is that what Christ knows is really what's important. Not so much what the sheep know, it's what Christ knows, that Christ knows us. And those that are our sheep continue to follow him, it's in a continuous tense. So he, Jesus here tells us that we have this wonderful truth that the true sheep, the true believers, don't have to fear being lost. Jesus said, I give eternal life to them. They will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. Now, I've been told that there is no place else in Scripture where there is a stronger affirmation of the security of salvation 
for all true believers than right here. You see, Jesus here teaches plainly that our security and our salvation is not dependent upon human effort, but it's grounded on the gracious, sovereign power and promise of God. And that's the kind of teaching you will hear on a regular basis from the pulpit at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. This is a broadcast called Study Verse by Verse. Pastor Leighton Sheely, the senior pastor at Church of the Highlands, is our teacher each day, Monday through Friday. And if you'd like more details about Church of the Highlands and all of the classes available and the service times and directions to the campus, go to their website at highlands.us. One of the classes that you'll find being taught on a regular basis is for parents, young parents, especially new parents. If you're struggling a bit or are anticipating expanding your family and would like a little bit more information, maybe some answers to important questions about how to grow your child or your children spiritually and socially, then check into those classes. And that transitions nicely into Highlands Christian Schools. Those specifics can be linked to through the website highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great rest of your day and come back tomorrow when Pastor Layton will open the Word of God to the book of John once again and we will study verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.